the answer to financial scarcity is not being conservative. The answer to financial scarcity is not budgeting or even listening to Dave Ramsey's saving techniques, right? The answer <laughs> to financial scarcity is going bigger. Hi, this is Jason Dries. Welcome to the Do the Impossible podcast. Go to mondaymindsetreset.com to join me every Monday for a 20-minute mindset alignment call. Today, I've got a great coaching session for you, talking to an amazing growing entrepreneur named Lizzie. And Lizzie had gotten into a pattern where she was having financial success and then having the lack of financial success, a feast of famine situation over and over again. And watch this session and how I was able to coach her into alignment with the right target and get her opened up to playing at her full potential. See what you can take from this session and apply it to yourself. Lizzie, great to see you today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Jason. How are you? I'm doing good. Excited to talk today. You excited to be on the podcast? Oh, absolutely. I, haven't been, I can't wait. Excellent. So what should we dive into? Like, what do you want coaching on today? How can I help? So Jason, I'm reasonably new to business. I've, I've been in the game for about 18 months now. And what I'd love to go deep on is the feast and famine cycle. Like I am aware that it is something that business owners tend to go through, but I found myself falling into that repetitive rut. And I'm wondering how much of it is me and how much of it is just like business strategy that I need to get on top of. Cause I feel like there could be a full, there probably is like a huge mindset piece that I need help with. Well, feast or famine. So you, you're labeling it a thing. Mm -hmm. Is it a thing? I've, I've identified it as a cycle that I seem to find myself in. So I've gone through these. I feel I find myself or continuously coming back to having about a thousand dollars in my bank account. And I'm like, why do I keep ending up in this same space financially? Okay. Why do you keep ending up in that space? <laughs> I think part of it comes down to it's what I know. It's where I feel safe. It's where I'm kind of conditioned to be. Um, if I do have a influx of cash, I'm very quick to reinvest it in the business. I feel like I'm being smart with my money, but there's also an element of me that feels the need to get rid of it. I've had that same need too. I don't know if you read my book. Did you Not read yet. my book? No, yeah. In, in my book, I talk about it. There was actually a story in there where um, my first... And my first job when I was a um, freshman in high school, I worked at the golf course mm -hmm. and I didn't even have a car. So I just like, because I wasn't 16 yet. So I was like 15 and a half. So I worked at the golf course all summer. And this was like 30 years. This was like 1989. You know, they didn't even have debit cards back then. Um, so I didn't have any way to spend the money. So I basically put it in the bank account. And at the end of the summer, I had saved up $700 at my $4.25 an hour job. Um, and I went to the bank one day and my bank account was empty. I said zero. Mm -hmm. And I went home and I talked to my mom and I said, well, what happened? My bank account, my money's gone. And my mom said, oh, I borrowed it. Mm -hmm. um, she borrowed it to like pay gro buy groceries or something. And mm -hmm. she gave it back a couple of days later. And it had created a belief that says, if I save money, it will be taken from me. Mm -hmm. and, I, and it took me 20 years to uncover that pattern mm -hmm. and also break through that pattern. Mm -hmm. So because there's a, there's some form of history with money that's mm -hmm. causing the discomfort there. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that 
is anything relevant at all, but there's a, like, like how much, how much did your parents make like a year? Oh, my mom's always lived with, um, very much hand to mouth in a way. She's always been fine, but it Mm -hmm. has very much been that hand to mouth mentality. My dad worked as a management consultant. So he was on a really good salary, but there wasn't very much generosity with it. Like there was very little transparency. And there was again, this idea of there's not enough. There's never enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really interesting that you shared that story because reflecting back on my childhood when my parents separated and a lot of that was down to their conflicts over money. If me and my sister came, if we got given some birthday money or we managed to save up a little bit, quite often my mum would say, girls, can I borrow that? Because she would need it to help with the family. So it's really interesting to see the correlation between those two narratives. What do you believe about saving money? That it's always got to go somewhere. Like I'm never saving it for it just to sit there and for it to be a safety net. Like it's always, it's always on the move out the door. Why? Because I've always had either debts to repay or someone's going to need it need it from me. Um, or there's something that I've been saving for that I've already worked up in my mind that I want to invest the money in straight away. So when you're when you got paid and you look at your bank mm-hmm. account and there's mm-hmm. ten thousand dollars in it, mm-hmm. how does that make you feel? Happy, comfortable, safe. What else? I'm like, okay, now I've got to repay this person for that amount. I want to, I need to, I want to invest this much in coaching. I've already divvied up the money before I've had a chance to just sit and be with it. Okay. Is that good or bad? Are you okay with that? Do you want to change that? Yeah. I think like, I think it serves in limits. Like it makes me question my personal capacity just to sit and hold money because I've always got a plan for it. But on the other hand, I don't think there's anything wrong in trying to be productive with it instead of just sitting on it. Okay. So do you have any resistance to having money in your bank account? Mm, I would say no. Okay. So it doesn't sound like you're trying to get rid of the money. It sounds like you're trying to use the money. Yeah. So it sounds like you have more use for money than money that you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So have you consistently, like how often has a cycle repeated? Is this a cycle that happens like every month or like every six months or like, what does that look like? I would say it's been a six month cycle. I've probably said it's happened three times over the past 18 months. But interestingly, though, the and I think this plays a part in the belief system is I was very comfortable before I was quite comfortable before I started my business. So I was working full time as a horse vet, was consistent at saving money, managed to save up $15,000 to go towards visas and various things before I then injured my back, herniated a disc, had to go for spinal surgery, suddenly had my job stripped away from me. And under an incredible coach's guidance, he was like, why don't you repurpose your skills and that's how I've now got into the online education world but the business was born from that state of like I need to do something in order to survive and I have been trying to unknit my entanglement I think with that part of the story mm-hmm. um and I think that then comes into playing a part because even working as a vet I was like I need to work hard for my money so it's now kind of overflowed into this story of I need to work hard just to survive because I need to earn my money. It's not just going to come to me. And I'm just seeing now that I run my own business as a magnifying glass 
over that belief system. And what is your current business? So I run a online education platform around teaching horse owners how to care for their horses during an emergency. So I'm like bridging the world between owners and vets, trying to hand down some of the knowledge that I've accumulated. Got it. So where do you want to be? I want to be in a position where I have created a real legacy. I've really expanded my my perspective on how much impact I want to have. Like I want to have a global impact. Um, but I also want to create a lifestyle for myself where I can build my own in-person vet clinic at home where I can see clients one-on-one. Yes, the online business will grow and it will become its own entity, but I won't be on the ground doing all the teaching one-on-one. I'm also that want to use that to create this second business structure that I want. Okay. So what's the next, like, what's the target for like the next 90 days, six months? Nine days, six months is going to be, I've got another launch in May. So it will be trying to in, well, it will be with the intention of enrolling between 30 and I don't know, maybe 50 students if possible. Okay. How can I help? I'd really love to know if it's a story that I'm telling myself that is stopping me from achieving a goal like that or whether it is just part of the normal growth cycle and I've just got to be patient. Um, I'm not sensing any limiting story that's running. The story that I'm seeing is just the result of the current reality. Mm -hmm. I'm not seeing any hidden emotional, hidden story that's shutting you down. I'm not sensing that right now. Um, my intuition's telling me that you just need to you just need to push past this phase. Mm-hmm. And these phases in business is like it's it's hard. You know, being an entrepreneur, becoming an entrepreneur is super easy. Being an entrepreneur is harder than it looks. It's mm-hmm. really hard. Yeah. Um, so if you don't like finding money or don't like be solving problems, you're in the wrong job, you know, mm-hmm. because that's what entrepreneurs are. They find money and solve problems over and over again. Mm. The answer in this situation, the answer to financial scarcity is not being conservative. The answer to financial scarcity is not budgeting or even listening to Dave Ramsey's saving techniques, right? The answer (laughs) to financial scarcity is going bigger. Mm -hmm. Like you're working with this program. It's making some money. Like how much, um, how much did you make last year? Um, About 80,000. Okay. And how, and where are you at year today? How are you doing? What'd you do last month? And, um, I've done, Ooh, last month was a bit of quieter because I had, I had a launch in January that made about 26,000. Okay, good. So this phase of like a business at 80 to hundred is hard. It's hard mm-hmm. to do. Right. So it's like, we need to get past this phase as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. Now there's the the tactical side when your brain is giving you, oh, I can do this course, I can do this, and that's fantastic. And then you're also like, well, the passion is like, well, I'd like to have an in-person clinic and do that too. Mm. So it's almost like this balancing game of managing the short-term reality of the old level while you're holding the frequency of the higher level. Mm-hmm. And the 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 where we want to be at the at the macro level, like the macro frame. We want to create certainty. Like mm-hmm. I'm going through this level. Like, because 
your current frame is giving you the current plan that you're operating from. Mm-hmm. And you're, so you're operating at an 80K frame. You did a 26K launch in January. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And February wasn't as much so that you're still averaging around right around the same, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But to go, at, to, to go from 80 to 400 or 80 to a million, that's, that model doesn't work. Mm. So either you master the process of enrolling people, which is hard. It's because you got to mm-hmm. master the social media or you get better at engaging other people's audiences. Like, frankly, that's the easiest way. Who, mm-hmm. who, where are these people now? How do you engage them? Speak on their podcast, like that, engaging mm-hmm. other audiences, Facebook mm-hmm. ad, you know, Facebook ads and generating organic traffic is harder. Mm-hmm. Um, getting into other people's audiences is easier, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's also doing what you can do right now, but being in alignment with something big happening. Mm-hmm. And, and, to, and, and that basically means I'm open to something big happening. I'm open to the impossible happening. And I'm not just open to the impossible happening. I am in an alignment with where it absolutely will occur. I just don't know when. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's, it's an intuitive direction. It's something out of left field or it's a flow happening in a way that you're surprised about. Mm-hmm. And a, sometimes if we get so fixated on the, the strategy at the lower frame of like, okay, I'm going to do these 10 courses and I'm going to get the bodies here. And that's like that rigidity can restrict the process of going to the higher level. Mm-hmm. So the, the frames you want to be aware of is the frame of operation. Am I operating in the frame where I, I can level up any time? I am leveling up. I am at the process of leveling up. I absolutely am. Even though I'm not seeing it right now, I am leveling up. That's the frame versus I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm going, money's going up and down because that's like a, the, the pattern of feast of famine is a, uh, is an, an analysis your brain is doing on your history mm. and trying to come to some form of conclusion of a pattern to break through that. But the pattern isn't to solve what's here. The pattern is to play up here from Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you have to work 80 hours a week, 100 hours a week, 200 hours a week. It means you need to be in alignment with open, open to that. Mm -hmm. Like what the past month, past two months, we're in February 23rd, first last two months out of 10, 10 out of 10, how much of your potential have you been playing at from zero to 10? Probably only a three. I reckon subpar. So Keep in mind, though, our nature as human beings is to get comfortable, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's an up and down game. But so right now, let's just go to ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, get a sense of ten <laughs> out of ten. Oh, feel that? It's big. It uh-huh. is big. Yes. <laughs> you can shift your reality based on frequency, mm-hmm. but you have to stop trying to solve the old reality. Mm-hmm. There are specific times when you need to solve the old reality. This is not one of them. The times you need to solve the, the old reality is when the new reality isn't unfolding. Mm-hmm. Some sort of certain lessons in our life, the breakthrough comes in the analysis. Mm-hmm. Right now, this is level up. <sighs> Let go. Well, wait a second. I want to I wanna do this, but I'm traveling to Melbourne. How can I do this business? Oh, my God. I don't want to do that. I don't want to work 80 hours a week, right? Like, <laughs> I don't like, so there's, there's a resistance there. Yeah, and you didn't even say that, but I just I'm pulling that off you, right? Because I can mm-hmm. tell, like, oh, I'm London, Melbourne, like, yeah, that sounds fun. So there's a lifestyle piece in here too, mm-hmm. and I haven't even asked you that, but I'm going to assume that there's a little bit of resistance to losing your lifestyle a little bit. Mm-hmm. I may be right or wrong, but the whole point of that is that you have to be open 
and willing to do the work that life wants mm-hmm. you to do. Life won't, doesn't necessarily mean life is going to ask you to do it. You have to be willing to. Mm-hmm. Because I've had clients who've created a lot of success and then they started living in Hawaii and they're surfing and then nothing's taken off, but they like to work two days a week and do yoga. You know, it's like, well, that's not how you got here. Mm-hmm. So you have to be willing to get uncomfortable. You have to be willing to get out of alignment and you have to be willing to go into complete and total overwhelm. Okay. Because it's part of the process. It's part of the process. You either all in or you're not in like, you know, you, you're, you can never score until you're playing the game. Mm. Now you could be on the basketball court playing, but if you're on the side, on the side of this and not going under the basket to get the ball, you're never going to score. You got to be engaged. And it's like, and that, and that's challenging because being fully engaged in the process, you're feeling the emotions, the thoughts and stuff like that. Like me, I'm out of fucking alignment, like 70% of the time. Okay. Why? So because, how do you, how do you pair up being because, out of alignment because, with the feel of forcing? Because I'll answer that in a second, because alignment creates growth. Growth mm-hmm. creates misalignment. Misalignment goes to alignment. So it's alignment, growth, misalignment over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Me, I put the pedal down and I just say yes, as best I can. So that's okay. why I'm out of alignment so much. Cause I'm just, ca- I, I don't resist the growth. Mm-hmm. So so that's like to play at your full potential. We'll get to that question in a second. To play at your full potential is basically saying, I am open to whatever life is bringing me because the path of going from 80K last year to 500K this year is the most challenging, difficult thing you've ever done. Now, it may not be that way, but it's going to feel that way. And when you look back, you're like, oh my God, that was... <laughs> horrible and exhaustible. And I love it because it's satisfying to play mm-hmm. at that level of everything you got when you it's like, you're so alive and you get the mm-hmm. magic. I'm getting goosebumps about that. So, but, but you've got to be <laughs> engaged to do that. So you got to mm-hmm. go much bigger. And if you don't know how to mu- go much bigger every day, just connect to the frame. I know how to go much bigger. Yeah. I know how to go much bigger. And literally the thoughts will start to change. Mm-hmm. So it's coming down to like not being scared to invest. And well, what do you mean invest? Like investing back into the business because I was in a position where I was probably investing like 50% of what I was earning straight back into it. And like that felt scary. It felt hard to keep together, but I look back on it and that's when I grew the most. You, you interpret what I said in the way you, you know, I didn't say go invest the business. I said, play to your full mm. potential. Now, mm. if cash flow has been a challenge, you do have to do a little bit of cash flow management so that mm-hmm. you're not stressed too much. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you want to invest in the business, that could mean cash. It could mean finding more money to put in there. Mm. You could find like, Oh, my online program. I already have these people who's an affiliate partner that has a complimentary product that I could sell and get an affiliate. Like, so if you want to put more money in the business, go put more money. If you don't have enough, find more money to put in there. Mm. Like just start Imagine. thinking bigger all over. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, I'm going to invest more. Right now, this is my bank account. So I am going to invest more. The investment's not going to happen today because I need to do this first, but it's going to happen. So I'm saying yes, mm-hmm. but I'm being smart in the execution in the short term. Mm. That's really powerful. I guess as humans, we're impatient by nature. So it could be challenging to sit in that space of like, I know I'm going to do this and I'm just waiting for the funds to come through so I can jump on that train because I want to be on the train now. It's, it's incredibly challenging. 
it's incredibly challenging because you and I are part of the crazy bunch that just like, let's do it. So we're not locked into rigidity, resisting everything we every day. So, and, 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 and frequencies are going up and 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 up. Like there's days like yesterday, I felt crazy. I'm like, what's going on? So these energies are going up. Everything's going up. Frequency's going up. So you got balanced here. I'm dialed in next week. You're out of alignment again, because you got to keep, it's like scuba diving. You got to keep equalizing. Mm. It's incredibly challenging, but it's also okay. fun and exciting. So when so, you put yourself around coaches and mentors and communities, it can help you with that process too. Mm. So being out of alignment isn't necessarily being on the right path. It just means that you need to micro adjust in order to keep shifting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're, if you're sailing, right? You're pointing at the mm -hmm. target, the wind blows you off. Mm -hmm. Maybe the section, there are some waves and you have to turn face into the waves, even though it's off target and then you come back, right? Mm. And then what about the, con the concept of forcing? Like, because from what I'm understanding, it's like it is completely normal to feel what I'm feeling in the level of business that I'm at. And I've just got to lean in and not be scared to fall down and scrape my knee and get back up and just keep committing. But how do I navigate or how do I decipher between when I'm forcing something that is out of alignment that I shouldn't be pursuing versus something that is just a bit of hard work that's got to get done? There's a fine difference between resistance and work. Mm -hmm. resistance and effort, mm -hmm. right? Force and grinding is where you're pushing against resistance. Mm -hmm. Work or effort has nothing to do with that. You can be in flow and requiring a lot of work to be done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the indicators of alignment is, is really the three indicators of alignment is confidence or doubt. Um, positive or negative emotions, and mm -hmm. do you feel light or heavy? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when we get stuck in patterns of pushing against resistance, we're usually operating in our mind mm -hmm. and we're usually operating in what we think we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Because what everyone else tells you to do, that's conditioning. Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 it's really a process of dialing into the path you know you need to be on like right now i'm aligned and i'm doing more work right now i'm working 12 hour days mm. because I'm, I'm trying doing everything i can to get through this phase mm. and, and and for me it, life is requiring more volume of work six months ago i worked two days a week mm -hmm. but that's the phase right now so it's tired and exhausting but it, but there, i'm not feeling resistance in my forward movement i maybe feel fatigue mm. in myself mm -hmm. physically or mentally Mm -hmm. but it's not the resistance I'm pushing against. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's validating because I've got a very strong work ethic and I tend to lean into that. And sometimes people are like, you're, you're working too hard, but I get excited and inspired and motivated by it and a huge dopamine hit. So if anything, I've found it challenging being back in the UK, seeing family, because I'm like a racehorse wanting to get out of the start gates. I'm like, I wanted to sit down and smash it all out. And I'm feeling frustrated that I'm not where I feel I want to be because I've been able to invest the time into it. But it's nice to know that that's not a bad thing. Like some people might want to work two days a week, but that doesn't have to be there. That's not every don't, entrepreneur's dream. Don't listen to those people. <laughs> Lose yourself in the passion. Mm -hmm. Because when the passion's there, the work goes away. And it's exciting mm -hmm. and it's fun. Mm -hmm. um, people who are not entrepreneurs are not going to understand you. Mm -hmm. So be cautious who you share that stuff with. Mm.
because you're climbing a mountain. You're climbing your mountain. You're climbing Lizzie's mountain. I'm climbing Jason's mountain. And I'm giving you, I'm further up the mountain in certain areas. (laughs) So I'm giving you input. I'm like, hey, this next icy section, you want to do this, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of those people who are giving you, you know, and you don't see a lot of us because this mountain's here and this mountain's here. and There's a big valley. So the peaks are really far apart, right? So that's why finding a peer group is hard to do. And a lot of those people telling you what to do are in the valley going, why are you going up there? It's like comfortable down here. Like, like, why are you climbing them? Why are you doing that? You're making us feel bad. Come back down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're gifted or cursed, one of the two, with, with mm-hmm. the desire to grow and expand. And you will impact the world, yes. Lean in more. Give it more. I love that. That makes me feel excited. Good. So, what are you going to do next? Um, I'm going to stop looking at my bank account and I'm just going to start thinking about what opportunities I can leverage. Start thinking more outside of the box, less one-on-one, less within what I've learned so far and more like, what am I feeling really cool to do? Who can I talk to? Who can I, who can I contact? And how can I get this to take off at exponential speed? From the place of certainty that it's going to. Mm-hmm. And with also a little bit of um, openness to it changing its format. Mm-hmm. Because right now the vision tells you this, but we, like, oh, I, I want to do this. It's vet person clinic, you know, and I think it's going to be here, but maybe it's over there mm-hmm. or it's a partner. So, and this is, and when you start to play at that level, that's where you start when I look what life's giving you. Where am I seeing flow? Where am I seeing resistance? Where is stuff just not, I'm working on this and nothing's happening. This here, mm-hmm. I did one thing and it just flowed. Like, also, where's the excitement? Excitement mm-hmm. is an indicator of intuition. And like mm-hmm. the obstacle, with the biggest obstacle the entrepreneurs have at these levels is like the social conditioning. Because if you do what you're supposed to do, you'll be average. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because our brain has cataloged everything that's been put into it every moment prior to now. Mm-hmm. And every step you take forward, and that's a, that, that is a, an average of everything around you. Now, you may have times in your life where you were outstanding in certain areas, but the social conditioning in your head is the average of your life prior to now. The work, mm-hmm. the experience, the vet stuff, like the community, that's your, that's your frame. So mm-hmm. as you're stepping forward, it's comparing every step forward to all of those frames. And that's usually the biggest limiting factor. It's literally like driving a car, staring in the rear view mirrors. Mm-hmm. What I do is I rip off the mirrors. <laughs> so you can just look forward because, and, but yeah. what, if you do what you're supposed to do, you'll be average. Now, mm-hmm. you could be in a group of people making $5 million a year. That's not, there are worse things than being the average of making $5 million a year. Mm-hmm. But most people don't tread the path of their own way, their own unique way, because it's hard, it's terrifying, it's more challenging, you get less support, there's less people who understand that because most people don't play at that level. Mm-hmm. Even all the people that follow me, the ones that truly do that, there's a few, single digit percentage. Mm-hmm. You march the beat of your own drum, your own way, your own path, that, because that's where the magic starts to come in. So it's this, val- and I struggle with that too, of like what I really want to talk about and what I need to talk about for marketing, or at least what I think I'm supposed to. So mm-hmm. a lot of times there's like, I want to do this and this is exciting. And then sometimes, well, the marketing's not working. So I'm like, I kind of got to close the gap a little bit, but it's that intuition, that, that instinct, that's, that's the source of direction. That's the compass. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So do you find sitting down and tapping into that on a daily basis really helps you with your direction? That would probably be a good idea if I did that. Um, but I never sit down. I don't really stop very much. Um, I have four I like boys. Me. I have four boys under age 12. Um, and I just took two weeks off to go on a Baja trip, off-roading trip in, in uh, oh, Mexico. I'm hosting one. If you want to go with me, San Diego, July 5th through 10th, I'm taking 28 entrepreneurs on a five-day off-roading trip. Oof. Baja, Let's California. See. Let's see how big I can pull off my next launch. Yes. I'll let you know in May. <laughs> yes, yes. So, but that's the, I don't need to sit and connect with that inner guidance every day because I know. It's, it's a whisper I've been listening to for a long time. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to it for a long time. And when I'm off, I know. Mm, I feel pumped. So yes. <laughs> so dive into that. Just say yes. Say yes. Yes. Saying yes doesn't mean right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to do that. You're driving down the street. You see that, that uh, Aston Martin. Oh, my God. Look at that nice car. 200,000. I want one of those. Instead of saying, no, I can't afford it. No, no, I'm going to get one. Just not yet. Because that's life calling you to a higher level. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful to when we say no to life's calling. Mm-hmm. I heard you say that a few months ago and it is stuck. It's been engraved into my brain. Each time I see an opportunity, I'm like, this is, this is me being called up to the plate. I'm seeing this for a reason. And it's such a big shift as opposed to just creating this separation of like, I want it, but I can't have it. It's like, that's mine on the table at some point in time. And I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, like you're one phone call away from a deal that changes everything. One call. But if you're sitting every day going, it's not happening, it's not happening, you won't hear the phone ring. Mm. Yeah, it's just staying open to that. Yeah. Even when you're trying to get pulled back into your past, looking at the rear view mirrors. Yeah, and then when the past comes up, you sit and process it and keep going. Mm -hmm. So I've got one last question for you, Jason. So in your... So you would say, oh, I'm up. how valuable is it to sit there and trawl through all of your past patterns and conditioning and belief systems when actually you could just choose to put that backpack down and focus fully on the future? Well, that's up to personal taste and preference. Um, I have one friend, he loves diving into that stuff. Me? I, I, only, I only look backwards when, I, when it's preventing forward movement. Mm-hmm. That's most people don't a lot. And a lot of time, the stuff that's coming up is literally just reintegration of older stuff at a deeper level. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also have created a lot of frames that I don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. So there you have, you have frames about that specific question. So you also, when we start to change our process frames, we usually focus on the outcome frames, but when you change Mm -hmm. your process frames, that's when you start to get the most radical shift in how you operate. Mm. So it's really shifting you into an alignment with the frequency version of you that will have the idea, that will make the connection, that will know what to do, that will make the money, that will have the business, that will have the success, that will be in the right place in the right time. And then you just live your life and then it shows up. It's all about removing the resistance to it occurring mm. and then watching life. So it's like this macro, how I am going to be successful. It is going to grow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be global. I'm going to do this. How? I don't know, but it's going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so instead of reacting to uncertainty at the micro level and that, uh, letting that impact your confidence at the, at the macro level. Mm-hmm. Really powerful. Excellent.
You good? I'm really good. This is take the session ended up being so different to what I was expecting, but exactly what I needed. Excellent, Lizzie. Well, it's great to talk to you today. I'll talk to you soon. Amazing. Thanks, Jason. Bye. You're welcome. Are you starting to see how powerful coaching is for getting into alignment? Coaching can radically change your life. It changes your point of view, your perspective, your frame, your mindset, and really moves. To get your experience of coaching and to uncover your impossible target you should be aiming at, go to freeintrosession.com and my team will set you up with a complimentary 25-30 minute intro session. Until the next episode of Do the Impossible, I am Jason Drees with Jason Drees Coaching. I will see you then. Take care. Bye-bye. Don't forget to go to mondaymindsetreset.com to sign up for my free Monday Mindset Alignment call that happens every Monday at 10 o'clock central. I'll see you there.